A singular scent stings my nose as the salt of the Atlantic Ocean mixes with the salt of the sweat of one million Italians whose liberal use of Axe body spray has turned the air into chemical poison. I am down the shore in seaside New Jersey, walking down the boardwalk way past dark, and I've decided to stop at a fortune teller's tent. You see, I'm a little boy from New Jersey, and I want to find out if I'm going to marry Susie Shaw, the girl next door. I think I will, but if my father is to be believed, it is also possible that I am gay. A gypsy steps out of the tent. She is the oldest woman in the world. What few teeth she has are gold and likely stolen from her rivals. Despite this, I feel furious shame for not wanting to get off on her. Fortune teller, I say, tell me my fortune. And the gypsy says, it will be done. I'm not going to try to do her voice. Uh, it would be racist if I did the gypsy's voice because she was doing a hilarious impression of an Asian woman. She's a woman of a different era. Anyway, possibly the first. Anyway, the racist gypsy pulls a gold tooth from her horrible mouth, crumbles it over my open palm, and has me recite a magic word while holding the box sets for the first, third, and seventh season of HBO's The Sopranos. In New Jersey, this is the same process by which governors take their oath of office. But for this gypsy, the ritual grants visions beyond sight and perception beyond comprehension. She tells me my future. Little boy, she says, and I flinch, because I don't know where she's going with little boys. In the future, you will grow up to be Santa Claus. What? And the gypsy repeats herself. In the future, you'll, you'll be Santa Claus. You're going to be one of those people who grows up to be Santa Claus. Okay, I say. So is it like a Tim Allen sort of situation? She cuts me off. Yes, it's a Tim Allen sort of situation. You get it. Don't question it. And I don't. I only have one question. So I say to the gypsy, Say, gypsy, will there be anything in the way of a Mrs. Claus? Or... Gypsy says yes. At the end of a long adventure which will define your life as Santa's life, your neighbor, Susie Shaw, will wind up as the de facto Mrs. Claus to your Santa in a lazy, roundabout sort of way. You will undergo a highly magical and somewhat unsettling transformation into Santa, and she'll just, she'll be a lady. She'll be your regular wife. So I let out a huge sigh of relief. My father will be fine with that, I said. But whoa, the psychic continues, saying, your second wife, that is. By the time you become Santa, you'll already be a single dad, hoping some holiday magic could mend your broken family. Oh no, I think to myself. Twice married? Before I even turn into Santa? When does it end? How many Mrs. Claus will have to suffer under me before I can admit to myself that I'm the one who needs to be on bottom? But as I lose myself to these thoughts, the psychic's still talking my ear off and I miss half the story about how I turn into Stanta, which is fine. I'm sure it's something very boilerplate. Cards on the table, I've never seen that Tim Allen movie, but I can feel out the beats, you know? I probably catch my estranged son with like a cigarette or something. It's gotta be on Christmas Eve, right? 
So he's a he's upsetting the holiday. I maybe fly off the handle a little bit, a little tirade. I get real self-righteous, a little hypocritical. I mean, I'm a little boy from New Jersey. I'm a I, I already smoke a pack a day. Two if I'm worried I'm gay. So of course my son's gonna slam dunk on me, saying something like, "Oh yeah, well these are your cigarettes, Dad. I found them in your dresser, Dad. Maybe I should start smoking though. You know." My parents are divorced, and at least it got one to notice me. And I've got nothing for that, so I yell, Don't go through my stuff! And I storm outside and smoke my cigarettes. That's when I probably see Santa on my roof. I mistake him for a home invader, shoot him on sight, and yell out, Self-defense, in case any of my neighbors hear. And I hope they do, because in New Jersey, that's how people get noticed for public office. Anyhow, I cut the gypsy off, saying, Hey, gypsy! Gypsy says, yes, sir. Gypsy's very polite. And I say, hey, Gypsy, when I become Santa because I slay the real Santa and put on his clothes or whatever, do I feel a crazy tingle through my body because I'm becoming Kris Kringle? Or do I feel a little tingle because I put on another man's clothes and maybe it still has a bit of his musk on it, you know? Gypsy says, you don't become Santa by putting on Santa's clothes. I say, no. She says, no, are you even listening? I say, hey, Gypsy, so much for being polite. Gypsy says, I'm sorry, but I told you, you become Santa after a reindeer attacks you for killing Santa. I say, is it a male reindeer? She says, Rudolph. I say, okay, and when this Rudolph attacks me, am I scared or do I sort of like it? Is it the kind of thing where I might try and pay someone to do it to me later at like a dive bar upstate where people pay for that kind of thing? Gypsy says, when Rudolph attacks you, you're scared because he's an animal that wants to kill you. I say, right, and why does he really want to kill me? Like, does he hate me? Or does he hate something about me that maybe he knows and I don't? She says, he hates that you killed Santa because he loved Santa. And I say, whoa, 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 loves him like how? Gypsy says, like how everyone loves Santa because he delivers presents and is a great guy. I say, sure, sure, so's my dad, doesn't mean I love him. Gypsy says, Santa's the best man who ever lived. He fought with the Allies in World War II, he fought Hitler hand to hand and killed him. Never told a soul. And I say, right, so they love him. And when I look at Santa, do I kind of get it? Gypsy says, in all your life, you will never know a love such as the reindeer feel for Santa. I say, cool. Gypsy says, the reindeers love Santa more than life. They would give their lives for him and nearly have. They fought alongside him in World War II until they were captured and experimented on by Nazi soldiers. That's how the reindeers learned to fly. Before that, they took Amtrak. But when Santa saved them from internment, the gang celebrated by flying through the night sky and bringing an early Christmas to the children of Central Europe. I say, huh? Feels like an early Hanukkah. Might have been appropriate given the circumstances. Gypsy says, Though he was a great and historic liberator, in his personal life, Santa was not immune to the prejudices of his age. I don't know how to feel about that, I tell the Gypsy. Gypsy says, Yeah, well, a hundred years later you kill him. Then a reindeer tries to kill you, but he ends up giving you a rare form of hyper-irradiated Lyme disease, and that turns you into Santa. I see, I say. And am I gay? Gypsy says, you are not gay. You're a celibate pedophile, and you make life hell for the elves. 
I see, I say. Gypsy, how is it you know so much? Well, the gypsy says as she strokes a gold tooth till it crumbles, at which point she grabs her upper lip and tears her aged face away, revealing the white billowing beard of one jolly Saint Nick. It is because I am Santa, says Santa. So I says, hey, Santa. Santa says, yes, sir. Santa's still very polite. I says, I don't think it's right that you postured yourself as a gypsy of color and it's categorically racist that you did the Asian voice this whole time. And Santa replies, I was wrong. I will now step back and take a long time to listen. I accept his apology immediately, and we sit together on the boardwalk and watch the sun rise over the Atlantic Ocean. It is, in its own right, a vision beyond sight. And as we try to perceive its incomprehensible beauty, we imagine our own intertwining futures from our seat in the glorious present. And we hum the refrain to Santa Claus is Coming to Town, a song that I mistakenly believe Bruce Springsteen wrote, because I am a little boy from New Jersey. Yeah, you better watch out, you better not cry, 